If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, it's free and everyone loves free. Second, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, which makes it very convenient. Third, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Finally, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So take a moment to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. It's your host, Tanisha Nicole, and I have a very, very, very special guest with me today. His name is Terry Williams. Hello, Mr. Williams. How are you? Hey, what's up, Tanisha? I'm doing great. I don't know if I'm that many varies on the special, but I appreciate (laughs) it. You made me feel special. I'm happy to be here with you. Well, that's always my intention. I love having my guests on my show. It's an opportunity that I don't take lightly uh, because everybody doesn't have to agree to come on the show. So I include a whole bunch of varies and I make people feel very special because it's an honor and a privilege for you to come and spend a little bit of your Saturday with me on my podcast in front of the viewers and to talk to us a little bit about you, your book and et cetera. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So we're going to just jump right into it. So for those of you that don't know uh, Terry Williams, I'm going to tell you how I discovered Terry. This is what I do at the beginning of all my shows. I tell people how I met the author or how I discovered them or how I came to know about their book. So with Terry, I followed Terry on Instagram for a little while. This is a story you probably don't know. Years ago, I would follow you so much to when I would see you on Deborah Duncan Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, oh, my God, that's Terry Williams. I don't know him personally, but he went to UT. I'm a vi- very big supporter of anybody that goes to the University of Texas at Hook Austin. Horns. And I would see Terry on the show. I would put it on my Instagram page. And then I discovered the league. And I learned more about you. So when I started doing this podcast in January, there were specific authors that had books out at the time that I really wanted to be on my show. And I didn't know how I was gonna get them because I didn't have access, I didn't know people that knew them. So I just decided that if I ever saw them in an area that was able to talk to them, then I would shoot my shot. So an opportunity presented itself for me to shoot my shot with Terry in H-E-B. I think it was like Super Bowl weekend. It was. <clears throat> I think. I was shopping to get ingredients for a Super Bowl party. My uh-huh. wife and I were hosting at the house. Yeah. And I remember running into you and you're like, hey, Terry Williams. Like, yeah, that's me. What's up? <laughs> so a little bit about that story. I was in HEB preparing not for a Super Bowl party, but to attend a Super Bowl party. And I was just minding my own business. And I saw this person that looked like Terry, the trainer from Instagram. So I was like, is that really him? Maybe it's not him, but maybe it is him. So in my brain, I decided if I see him three times in this store, I'm going to ask him if he is Terry the trainer from Instagram. What would you have done if I was like, man, my name is I don't Jacob know. And leave me alone. I don't really know because I had to. My thought was if I could see you three different times in three different angles, I could determine if that was really you or not. 
So as luck or fate or whatever you call it would have it, I saw Terry three times. The last time, the third time that I saw him in the HEB was in line. So I just went for it and I said, hey, are you Terry the trainer from Instagram? And he's like, yeah, that's me. He's very cool. Didn't really know what else to say after that. I just wanted to see if I was right. And so once I discovered I was right, I told him that I thought he followed my podcast. and Which I did. Right. That was really cool. I was like, wait, what's your podcast? Yeah, I've been following that for a minute. That's dope. Right. It was, a really, it was a really cool point of connection. So that brings us to today with Terry sitting here in the chair with me. And then we're going to jump right into his book, The Flavorful Kitchen. For those of you that don't have a copy of this book, this is what it looks like. Um, I have a bookmark in here. I have flapped uh pages in here i didn't i high i have some highlighted stuff in here too from the very beginning um but this is what his book looks like so i haven't tried any recipes from this book just yet but i will um so can you walk us through the book how did you how did you get to the flavor fuel kitchen if you don't mind telling that story for us yeah absolutely so here's my thing i believe as a fitness instructor, a strength uh-huh. conditioning coach, and a nutritionist that we got to eat clean. We can't just say, oh, I'm going to work out as hard as I can to earn my right to eat whatever the heck I want to. Yeah. doesn't work. You're not going to out-train a bad diet. And I'm also not one of those people that's like, oh, it's just uh, 20% work and it's 80% nutrition. I think we need to be all in on our fitness and all in on our nutrition. Gotcha. Now, where we go astray here is when we start really making it too complicated to eat clean. Mm-hmm. There's too many rules. You lock yourself up in this prison of do's and don'ts, and mm-hmm. you're bound to quit. Now, some yeah. people are just supremely disciplined, and they like to be told, eat this bland chicken breast mm-hmm. next to this dry broccoli on top of this brown rice all day, every day. Right. For most of us, though, yeah. We start getting into all that. We're like, okay, I really miss pizza. Right. I really miss tacos. Yeah. So here's here's my premise. Okay. You should not have to choose between flavor and fuel. Gotcha. And that's how we arrived at the whole concept of the flavor fuel kitchen. Gotcha. I believe that when you tweak the ingredients that are in your food, mm-hmm. you can then make whatever the heck you want to. It's made of nothing but clean, nutrient-dense foods. And so now your pizza is fuel. Your tacos are fuel. It's got plenty of flavor, mm-hmm. but plenty of fuel. So you're not taking in junk. Okay. So let me ask you this question. What if you have somebody like me who really loves sweets, really loves desserts? Can you tweak that or is it just a no-no? There actually is one dessert in the Flavor Fuel Kitchen. Okay. And what's that called? Now, I will tell you that for me, I'm more of a savory yeah. versus a sweet uh-huh. kind of uh, like the the temptation pool uh-huh. for me is not sweets okay like you put a cookie in front of me uh you know i might nibble on it a little bit but i'm not gonna go seeking out a cookie when it's not in my face gotcha. but chips and salsa really guacamole things like that my goodness i'm just i'm i'm drawn to that more now what i will tell you in terms of curbing that sweet too uh-huh. is this if you eat more fruits on a daily basis you're getting sugar as nature intended. You're mm-hmm. getting naturally occurring sugars, not processed junk food sugars. But what's going to happen in your body is that your hormones will respond to this naturally occurring sugar and it'll hit a quota and it'll say, you know what? I'm not craving sugar anymore today. Really? I won't drag Tanisha through the mud with this craving for chocolate today. 
because she ate those two apples today. Wow. Because she got that banana today. Because she went for that pineapple. Now, this is a practice, of okay. course. This is not just a, oh, I ate some pineapples today. Why the heck am I still craving uh -huh. what I'm craving? Yeah. This is more of a getting intentional and strategic in stocking these items from the grocery store, having them in your house as go-tos and eating them on a daily basis, okay. you absolutely will find within a couple of weeks mm -hmm. that although the things that tempt you don't disappear, it doesn't become just easier overnight, mm -hmm. you'll definitely crave less of the processed junk food sugars. I didn't know that. Okay. It's incredible, isn't it? It is. Your body wants sugar. Yeah. Your body needs sugar. It's the most simple form of a comp, uh, of a carbohydrate. Okay. And carbs are to your muscles what gasoline is to your car. So gotcha. what we can't do is say, you're not allowed to eat sugar. Mm -hmm. Now, there are some special cases, diabetes, things of that nature, where you do want to watch sugar because mm -hmm. of blood pressure levels. But you want to get the good, clean sugar is the point. And when you do that, your body says, all right, we've had enough sugar. I'm not going to crave the bad stuff. Wow. Okay. I'm going to try that. So I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to be honest with you and tell you that before I go live on my shows on Saturday, sometimes I try to get the stuff – Some like particular things like grocery shopping out the way because when I get done with the show I do a whole bunch of promotion for the show it's a whole process but today I decided that I'm not going to go to the grocery store until after I have this conversation with you because there are some things that you may have been able to tell me that like there I have a list on a post-it note that's already written out and I purposely waited to go to the show I mean to go to the store after the show in the event that you told me something like that, because what comes on my list is candy. Mm -hmm. I'm being very honest mm -hmm. with you. I buy candy all the time for the week. I teach during the week. My kids know Miss Brown likes candy. Uh, that's my thing. But I noticed that after I eat this candy, I crash. Mm -hmm. It's like yeah. a. It's it's really like it's a re I, it's a crash for me. Yeah. And I started noticing it almost every day this week. So I thought to myself, well, I need to switch something up. I need to change something. So I'm going to really try the fruit and go with a and make a conscious decision, conscious choice to go to the store today to the same H-E-B. And you might run into me up there because <laughs> I'm going to and, and buy the fruit instead of the candy. OK, so one thing that people may or may not know about you, in addition to being an author, you're also a gym owner is that yes. right okay uh -huh. so can you talk to us a little bit about your gym the league yeah how how is it different from other gyms do you consider it to be a gym or do you consider it to be called something else yeah so uh my wife ashley and i founded the league in december of 2013 uh-huh uh we're about four and a half years deep and the vision behind the league is well, let me, let me, I'll give you a little background story on how we founded it first. Okay. And that'll kind of help to color and make sense of yeah. what the league is today. So I was working as a personal trainer, uh, loved what I did, didn't necessarily love all the types of equipment they had, uh -huh. uh, all of their training ideology and that kind of deal. Um, from personal training, I got into group exercise, was teaching everything under the sun, spin mm -hmm. and kickboxing mm -hmm. and boot camps and things like that. I was running myself into the ground, working some really long days, mm -hmm. teaching every fitness format you can imagine. Mm -hmm. And then I'd started to develop kind of this side project where I would work with off-season athletes. Okay. Became super passionate about that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, this is so cool. 
I would love to be a strength and conditioning coach for a pro football team. Wow. And I kind of, in my head, that had become this thing I was dreaming about. So I went to grad school, uh, got my master's in health and human performance, became certified as a strength and conditioning specialist. So a couple more notches on the belt instead of just being a trainer. It's like, yeah. now I'm equipped. I can train pro athletes. I was super excited about it. I'm working with one of my off-season guys. Uh-huh. And... He's like, you definitely do not want to be a strength and conditioning coach for an NFL team. This is a guy who's kind of a journeyman and been traded around from team to team. He's like, let me tell you about what can happen in that scenario. Head coach gets fired for some reason that you have nothing to do with. Yeah. And you're gone with the rest of the administration. Wow. You're moving city to city every couple of years. Like, is that really the life you want to have? Mm-hmm. And then I had a light bulb moment. Mm-hmm. I'm already in the fitness industry. I love investing in people helping them to live longer stronger lives i like inspiring people i like challenging and pushing people i also really love working with these athletes Mm -hmm. what if i don't walk away from personal training from the group exercise experience what if i do work with athletes but not in a scenario where i gotta sell out and work for one team i can be right here in my city Mm -hmm. in houston i can work with athletes from any team anywhere on their off-season schedule but still, 99% of my clientele can be that regular, everyday, average Joe who just wants to get more fit. Mm-hmm. And so Ashley and I decided that we were both going to quit our day jobs and go all in on building the league. And what the league exists as today is a place where you can come and get group exercise classes, which are designed based on the format of a sports practice. Okay. So pack training is our format stands for power aerobics and circuit training okay and the idea here is that you could be this stellar elite pro athlete Uh like one of our guys just won the super bowl Uh he's obviously moving fast lifting heavy right or you could be a day one beginner Mm -hmm. so he'll be in the same class as somebody who is pregnant somebody with a bad knee Mm -hmm. somebody who is 55 years old and this is their first workout in a few years Mm -hmm. and everything that we scheme up is set up so that you're getting a good athletic workout that works the whole body. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you always know how many reps you're going to do in a set or how much time you're going to spend in Mm -hmm. a set. And then you get to choose how you tailor that. Gotcha. If you're moving fast, great. If you're moving slow, all good. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, so did you, you, you and your wife, you still don't have your day jobs? Like you still do this full time? Yeah, we, we do. The league is our thing. So her, her background was in finance. Uh, Uh, my background obviously was in fitness. Yeah. And so I was like, man, when I know enough about running a business someday, maybe I'll try to start a gym, right? Uh-huh. Whereas she was like, you know what? I'm quitting. I'm done with working wow. in corporate America. I want to do small business. Mm-hmm. And I don't have, she doesn't have like a niche. Like she didn't have that mm-hmm. thing of like, I really want to go into this market. Mm-hmm. She just loves doing business. Gotcha. Blessing for me because I hate Excel spreadsheets mm-hmm. and inventory checks mm-hmm. and merchandising and all of that. Like I don't want to be a liaison to an attorney and accountant. I want to do fitness programming. Right. And so we were able to come together as a dream team collaboratively to where I handle fitness, she handles business. Gotcha. And together we have a fitness business. Wow. So okay. this is what we do full time. Uh, I have recently become more involved in ministry because we're also mm-hmm. uh, ministry volunteers at our church yeah. and just kind of around to help out in any way we can. Yeah. Uh, but recently I was asked to come on board as a director of our volunteers. So really um, co-directing our volunteer teams at church. So I've now stepped into that role as well yeah. recently in the past couple of months. OK. Uh, but yeah, the league is like our that's our big that's our thing. It's our baby. 
We're not like running off to nine to fives anywhere. Wow, that's incredible. That So one thing I talk to my guests about, there's a lot of times when I'll have conversations with authors and there's information that I didn't know. Like I, I had no idea that's how the league got started. No clue that you guys quit your jobs and just really went for it. That's in. That's incredible because running a business is hard. It's taxing. It's a whole lot of things. So I think it's amazing that you guys can do that together and you're successful at it together. And I also think it's amazing that you do ministry. And that's something that I don't know if you're comfortable talking about. Oh, absolutely. But for those of you that don't know, which ministry at which church do you are you active in, if you don't mind telling yeah, us that? Yeah, we're at Lakewood Church. Okay. And uh, we've been serving for a long time in the young adults ministry. Yeah. Uh, but then, like I said, just as a volunteer, uh-huh. kind of being all in, like in all facets of whatever's going down at Lakewood. We're showing up, helping out any way we can. So do you, and I'm going to ask this because I like him so much. Mm-hmm. Do you have a personal connection relationship with pastor John Gray. Now let me ask you why I'm asking, let me tell you why I'm asking you this Mm -hmm. because I have a John Gray story too. I have a lot of stories. So, um, I discovered John Gray from uh, someone that I actually went to church with and she told me about pastor John Gray years ago. And I'm like, I don't know who this is. I never heard of him, but okay. So I started watching him on Lakewood Mm -hmm. uh, tuning into Bible study on Wednesdays at seven ish and I would catch him and when I caught him I'm like who is he he's great and so I followed his journey for a while and then I went to Lakewood a couple of times to actually go see him in person and then I got a copy of his book because he he has a book too and then I talked to him one-on-one about a couple of things and then I tuned into his show on uh own and I think the league was on there yeah on the book of john gray a couple episodes back and i thought i thought that i still think that pastor john gray is incredible and great great man a great man and a hilarious man he's very funny (laughs) and um and i i didn't know what type of relationship if any that you guys that you and ashley your wife have with him or not uh but I think that sometimes when I have guests on my show, I try to connect the dots because if you actually follow me on Facebook, I still do the live version of Pastor John Gray conducting or doing Bible study for Lakewood to this day. So cool. whenever he is on and uh, if he, whenever he's in town and he's tuning in or he he has Bible study on Wednesday, I still I do a whole live stream. I will tell you, I, I average about 200 views wow. for a Wednesday. And we I, I do the whole thing live. They stay with me. They think he's incredible. And I just wanted to get, if I could, your take on him and how he's affected you, if any, because this yeah. is information that I don't know either. He is, yeah, so he and his wife, Aventer, yeah. close friends of uh, myself and my wife, Ashley. Um, yeah, just an incredible teacher, leader, inspirer. He is a great uh, equipper of people, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if, like, he, he's so humble mm-hmm. that if he sees a skill in somebody, yeah. Or something that somebody is just called to do and passionate about doing that's a good thing to mm-hmm. do for somebody, 
he's going to look at that like, man, how can I get some of that in my life? Like, where can I learn from this person? How can I improve from this person? Yeah. You're talking about a guy with a massive platform. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he's on the Oprah Winfrey Network with yeah. his own show. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Right? But, I mean, just like, hey, little bro, when we hit in the gym, man, I need to get in there. I need to get with you. Da, 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 this and that. I'm getting serious about my health goals. Yeah. I'm tired of high blood pressure. Uh-huh. I'm trying to lose X amount of pounds by this date. Like, can you help me get there? Yeah. Talk about a guy who's all in. Yeah. Not too prideful. Right. Uh, not, like, ashamed to be seen sweating and struggling. He like, man, let's get in this gym. You know, I salute and respect what y'all got going on. Yeah. I'm trying to be a part of it. Wow. Um, and so I think the natural byproduct of interacting with uh, Pastor John is that you're not just seeing him be great. Uh-huh. You are experiencing him set you up to unlock some new greatness right. in your own life. Yeah. So phenomenal man, leader, and friend. And, uh, yeah, we love him. When he comes into the gym, do you guys, like, do close sessions for him? Or do doors – So they've done – personal training and some classes really okay. um his wife aventure uh-huh. she's more of the let me get in the class y'all got the turn up music on i'm trying to have all my girlfriends with me yeah you know more of a social butterfly gotcha uh for john obviously a super social dude but he's like man i'm trying to focus uh-huh. and so because uh, we do personal training as well as classes and so typically with john it's more of a personal training gotcha. setup yeah where it's me and him one-on-one he's also very conversational Uh so um you get these brilliant moments with john right between sets where he's like you know exploring for himself how this is a very challenging experience Mm -hmm. it's hard it hurts Mm -hmm. but it makes me better yeah and he's drawing all these parallels to life and real deal situations outside of the gym yeah you find yourself in the same situation right man this season is rough i'm Mm -hmm. being really challenged like i don't know how i'm gonna make it to the finish line Mm -hmm. but i trust that there is a finish line i'm gonna see it through and become more fit physically spiritually mentally yeah and so it's kind of cool to have those moments with him as well we're in a class yeah hey we're going set to set to set right and, and he gets to have those moments, which is special for, for him and for me. Yeah, that's incredible. That's incredible. So I want to, like, shift gears a little bit and talk more, a little bit about some of the recipes in the book. Do you have do you have a personal favorite? Or is there a couple that you really like the most? Or are they equally good to you? I am such a foodie. Are you really? And, like, yeah. So I, I would say... Gosh, if I had to pick favorites, because I don't want to just be corny, but oh, I love them all, which yeah. I really do. Like, uh-huh. I'm so into foods from different cultures. and Like there's like a shawarma recipe in uh-huh. there if you want to go more Mediterranean. There's yeah. fajitas. Like who doesn't love Tex-Mex? Mm-hmm. If you don't like fajitas, you lying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> pizza, burgers, wings. Now, if I had to choose. Uh-huh. I'm all about the like the party friendly finger foods. So like wings. Really? Oh, yes. Like this book, I'm talking to myself a lot in this book on being able to eat what you enjoy, but making it with healthier ingredients. Uh-huh. Like if I had no background in fitness and no interest in eating clean, I would love wings. I'd be at, you know, name the most popular wing joint you can think of. That'd be my spot every weekend. But because I'm so serious about getting my lean proteins, mm-hmm. uh, not 
breading things up and frying them and things like that yeah you know the wing recipe for me is like when i'm having the boys over and we're watching a game Mm -hmm. oh absolutely we're gonna do these oven baked wings with a clean alternative to how we make them into like a spicy zesty chili garlic wing uh but yeah things like that the wings the pizza the finger foods that's my jam really yeah you you know when i asked you that question i actually thought you were gonna say that your favorite was the tacos Oh, yeah? I don't know why I I love me some good tacos, too. (laughs) Now, that's another great example there of, like, a handheld food. Yeah. It's more informal. That's, like, it's a party food. You Uh know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I will say, like, when I'm out and about and I need to grab a quick lunch, Uh I'll gravitate toward a taco spot because you can get away with making it healthier there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You don't have to straight up order something off the menu. What you can do is you can, and there is a uh, <laughs> there's a taco restaurant here in town, uh, Tacos at Gogo. They're thirty uh, fourth at TC Jester location, over near the league. You can actually go and request Terry the Taco. They really? Call it. Yeah, because it's just what I always order. Wow. And it's not on the menu, and it's not something I sought to make an official thing. Yeah. It's just what I was always ordering, and they were like at first kind of annoyed, like here he go, he can't just <laughs> order what's on the menu. <laughs> Like, we got to add spinach to the taco, and it's got to be on a whole wheat tortilla because he's trying to do this little health kick thing. But then as the relationship was developed and yeah. I started ordering it more, then my friends would go and be like, hey, can you do the uh, the taco like Terry does it? Da, 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 da. And so now they're like, okay, Terry the taco, we got it. And so it's lean fajita meat on a whole wheat tortilla, 100% whole wheat, uh, and it's got spinach onions and sliced jalapenos and so you're able to eat a taco yeah but this is not a taco that's loaded down with cheese and you know all the i'm gonna go there and order that taco order it what's the name of the place uh it's tacos a go-go and this is their location at 34th and tc jester i'm going they're like a booming they're all over the place they got lots of locations now they've really grown Uh uh-huh and i'm proud of them but uh yeah Hit, the, hit that joint on 34th. And it's I'm going to post stuff. about it. Nice. <laughs> so my next question to you is, do you think there's going to be a follow-up to this book, or are you just going to have the Flavor Fuel Kitchen, keep it as a staple, and then go on you know, to continue to other stuff? i got to tell you, honestly, I don't have aggressive growth strategies for anything. Yeah. I'm one of those more organic people. Gotcha. Um the inception of the book really came from just I meal prep because I love to eat healthy mm-hmm. and I love to do it in creative ways and like live my life and mm-hmm. eat healthy, not tie myself to all these ridiculous rules. It's like, yeah, let's do complex carbs and lean proteins, uh-huh. lots of fruits and veggies, limiting the salt, the sugar, the sauce. OK, uh-huh. and just being more healthy generally. Yeah. So me being who I am and loving social media and sharing the story of whatever the heck I have going on. Mm-hmm. I was posting these recipes on Instagram. Hey, y'all trying to get down on some fajitas. Here's how we doing it. And oh. over time, there just became a tremendous influx of requests from people like, yo, I really want this recipe. But I had to scroll back like two years on your timeline to find it. You have to create some sort of resource where we can have these recipes. Gotcha. And so it was like, you know what? I should do a book. I should compile all my favorites. Mm-hmm. We can do a photo shoot, Mm -hmm. get some images, show people what it ought to look like. Yeah. And then double back and explain, here's what you use. Here's how you do it. And then we put in some myths and tips to kind of clean up some of the uh, 
nutritional riffraff that's out there that's i think leading people astray yeah just making this thing simple mm-hmm. save them some money mm-hmm. let them know you don't have to go broke spending your whole paycheck in the store yeah buying some exotic goods and like you can make healthy decisions mm-hmm. in any grocery store mm-hmm. by saying no to the crap and choosing the quality ingredients and then from that you can make healthy delicious stuff so tangent i know but i say all that to say uh there is no like, oh, I got these next 30 recipes lined up in the clip. Can't wait to release them. We're doing volume two. <laughs> but as I continue to have fun in my yeah. kitchen and as I continue to uh, hear my wife say, oh, you know, it was really good that you did. Like, let's do that again. Uh-huh. And as I continue to find out what my little man loves to eat and I just have fun meal prepping for my family. Yeah, I'm sure more ideas will come up and. Hey, if, if, if people are liking it, you know, yeah. if, if anybody watching or listening to this podcast enjoys it, wants to see more of it, let me know what you're digging. And then maybe we will get those recipes out to you. That sounds good. What, I, what You always give me answers that I do not expect. Like I try not to ask people questions that where I, I know exactly what the answer is going to be. But you're so but the answers that you give me are ones that I just I just I, I was not expecting them, which is a very good thing. Um, because that means you're not predictable or anything like that. I just, because every time I ask people, authors, a lot of authors, hey, do you have a second book? Yeah, I'm working on a second book right now, as a matter of fact. And usually, you know, that's that's the typical answer. And I just, I actually thought you were going to be like, yeah, I have some more recipes that I, I'm thinking about doing, maybe one day, soon, or not. And so you're always off the cuff. I like Terry so much because he's always, I, when he walked in here, I, just, I told him, I said, you're so funny. And he's like, I haven't said anything funny. I have not said not a single funny <laughs> thing. And she's been over here dying laughing. I think he's hilarious. But I think it's your personality. Have So has has people, like when they talk to you upon meeting you, when they get a chance to know you, that do they tell you how great your personality is? you ever hear that from other people? I, I've heard a lot of feedback on smiling yeah because I, I think smiling is just like my default mode i'm definitely more of like uh like i'm always in a positive mindset uh-huh and so i just i smile like life is good like life is good why are we tripping about anything like some things we can control some things we cannot right. my default mode is i'm gonna smile and be happy uh so i think just because that's like my day-to-day persona uh-huh and it's like who I am and not something I put on. Uh-huh. I definitely get a lot of feedback on that, I'll say, gotcha. smiling. Like, I'll be out somewhere and somebody I don't know will be like, well, that's a smile you can't buy it in the store right there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, get, <laughs> I get a whole lot of that. Or, like, uh, sometimes not in the most positive uh, way. Like, people will be like, Oh, this workout hurts, and it's like I'm dying. But you're smiling while you say it, so I guess I gotta keep going because you're so nice. So, but yeah, I just—it's like it's—it's it's a tattoo is here. Like the smile ain't going away. Yeah, so. I, I mean it's infectious, Terry. It really, it really thank is. Thank you, thank you. One question I want to ask you is a little bit about sports. Yeah. Because I think you're a sports fan, if I got that correct. I am a huge sports head. So how do you feel about the Rockets? How far do you think they're going to go? Do you have some connections with Astros stuff? Do you want to share any of that? Yeah. So fun fact about the league. Yeah. We are the only gym in Houston, Texas history to have done collaborative workouts 
with the athletes of all of the major sports teams in the city. Really? So we've done collaborative workouts with the Houston Rockets, Astros, Texans, and Dynamo. Really? Uh, yeah. And we recently did the Dash as well, which is the female professional soccer team. Wow. Yeah. So uh, basically just developing relationships there, again, super organically. Yeah. Wasn't something we sought to, like, this is our goal to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of the um, Astros, uh, most of them being executives working in the front office, and also one of the athletes, uh, Carlos Munoz, who's a, a bullpen catcher. Uh, training with us at the league with the Rockets, a relationship with Brett Gunning, who's the top assistant coach, uh, and with the Texans, Christian Covington, who mm-hmm. is a great dude. Not just a phenomenal athlete, but mm-hmm. great dude. Uh, uh, I get the honor of working with, through his uh, off-season workouts. Yeah. And we've worked with a couple of the Dynamo and Dash. Shout out Nichelle Prince, balling with the Dash. She's incredible. Uh, came, worked out with us, and then collaboratively wrote a workout with us. Wow. Um, which was important because in our gym, we have so many diehard lady leaguers. We call mm-hmm. our people the leaguers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sports being celebrated more as a man's world. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously NBA, NFL gets a lot more love and publicity. Yeah. Yeah. It was so, I think, important for what we do and honoring our ladies to have a stellar like one of the top female athletes in the world not only playing professionally for the dash but also for the canadian women's national team wow yeah she comes through grinds hard with the crew and uh collaboratively writes a workout we were able to have a dash day which was so fun it was off the chain um but anyway yeah it's been a privilege and a joy to work with the houston sports teams Mm -hmm. uh to answer an earlier part of your question Mm -hmm. and i've already given my biases I'm not trying to debate with nobody about LeBron James and Steph Curry. Uh I feel like the Houston Rockets have what they need to win this championship. Really? Now, I'm going to be very honest and real, too, because I'm that honest fan. Yes. That's not going to just talk noise on behalf of my team because I support them. Yeah. Like, oh, we're going to win it all. Well, why? Because that's my team. No. (laughs) I think that uh, Chris Paul has been an elite guard in this league Uh for a really long time. And he's never been to the NBA Finals. He didn't quite have all the pieces around him. Mm -hmm. I think he's settled into a good spot. Feels like he has the team he can win with. Yeah. James Harden is a guy who has always been one of the best regular season players. Uh And the big criticism is, ah, playoff Harden. He's going to fall off. He's going to tap out. Now I think Harden, there's a lot of uh, pressure that's been taken off of him because Chris Paul is here. Gotcha. Harden is a baller. Yeah. He's a dog. He gets buckets. Harden, I don't think, wanted to be this guy that's, like, anointed as the emotional leader of the locker room. Uh-huh. And now with Chris Paul being here, mm-hmm. I think, like, he's taking that role. And so Harden's like, oh, dope, man, because I, I just want to get down. And so now Harden's playing looser. Yeah. You got Gerald Green, hometown kid who traded around team to team. The Rockets go get him in a trade to bring him back for his hometown. He's playing for his city. He's showing up to the game in a Warren Moon throwback jersey. <laughs> A Nolan Ryan throwback jersey. He got the I-45 interstate sign tatted on his body. I saw that. Like, he loves Houston. Yeah. And he's going off, hitting these threes. Now, elephant in the room, can we beat the Warriors? That's the test. Yeah. The Rockets have what they need. Uh Uh-huh. The weapons. Yeah. The capability, the talent, the coaching to win the world championship. I want to see them win the NBA Finals this year. The big test is going to come in the Western Conference Finals. No disrespect to the Utah Jazz, but we about to work them boys wow. on the way to the Warriors. And it's, if, if we can beat 
a phenomenal cast yeah. in Steph Curry and those guys, mm-hmm. Kevin Durant, and those, mm-hmm. like Coach Steve Kerr. Mm-hmm. We can outsmart them. It's downhill to the trophy. We're going to beat whoever comes out of the East. Okay. I, I accept that answer. That's a very good answer, actually. Hey. Very good. Very good. Well, Terry, before we wrap up, because I know you are busy and you have other things to do. But before we wrap up, what I ask all of my authors, all of my guests, is how can we support you? What can we do as a community uh, to support what, uh, what projects you have going on, what you're doing um, in the community, outside of the community, in ministry, et cetera? So what can we do to support you? I'm all about loving people well. And so I'm not going to use this as a platform to just talk me up. Yeah. You want to make me happy. You want to see this continual smile live on. Yeah. Eat cleaner. Train meaner so you can live leaner. We want you to be here for a long time. Live in health and don't beat yourself up about missing that day on your workout. Don't beat yourself up about having that extra bad meal this week that was outside of your plans because you were busy. Mm -hmm. Enjoy the journey. Find a form of fitness that you actually like, Mm -hmm. even if it's not coming to the league and doing what we do. Find that form of fitness you actually like because you're finding excuses to not get fit because you don't like the way you feel in the gym. Whether it's an intimidating environment or the workout's too hard or it's just kind of not your flavor or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But when you fall in love with it, Mm -hmm. think about it. You'll start making excuses for everything else to get to that thing that you love. And then when it comes to eating clean, eat the things you enjoy made with cleaner ingredients. That pizza with the whole wheat crust with the homemade tomato sauce, not store-bought that's loaded mm-hmm. with sodium, with the turkey pepperoni, which is 76% less fat, with the fat-free cheese. It's still a delicious pizza to your taste buds, but it's quality fuel to your body. So best way to support me, make me happy, make some better decisions, live fit. Now, if you do want to uh, hop along with some stuff I'm doing, follow my moves, at Terry the Trainer is my Instagram name. Yeah. Uh, at the League HTX HTX as in Houston, Texas. So that's at the League HTX would be the uh, Instagram profile for the gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hey, I'd be happy to journey with you. So anybody who's watching or listening, feel free hit me up, holler if you got questions. I'm not one of those far off dudes. I'm happy to hold a conversation with you, give some advice. Talk through how you can eat cleaner and train meaner so you can live leaner. Well, I appreciate you, Terry. Thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure. It's been an honor to have you. Absolutely. That's mutual. It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been great. You're welcome. So, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm going to sign off with Terry the Trainer, or a.k.a. Terry Williams. And uh, thank you for watching Episode 6. Bye.